Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Victory Monday on your block podcast, Packers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Wall. Thanks for watching. If you're enjoying this show, please hit the uh, subscribe button, rate and review us on our Process to Perform channel on YouTube. You can check this show out uh, for the audio version anywhere you get your podcast on the Believe Network. Find me at MikeWall68 on uh, Twitter, Process to Perform on Instagram. And our show is sponsored by, as always, Bet Online. Bet Online. Uh, ag. The last in the major sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHR are all in full swing. And Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport, available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. So head to the Bet Online site today, and remember, use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, this game I think was like uh, three and a half. Uh, Packers were favored by three and a half, and we saw so many good games yesterday. Start with the the Miami uh, Kansas City game in Frankfurt. Great city, great stadium, great atmosphere. Fun to see people having a good time enjoying NFL football. Um, wish that game was over here, but that's how, you know, it is what it is, but it was fun to watch two good teams. Why can't the dolphins beat a, a 500 team? I, I don't know. Uh, cause they dropped 70 on it. You drop 70 on a team. You feel like you should never lose, but all the way to the, to the last game uh, last night, even the jets game might be good tonight. It uh, might be good tonight. Who knows? This was not a good game. I mean, this was a, it's great. Listen, it's a rain game, which is awesome. It's good to get a win. I don't know how much you learn from this game, I guess is my point. You beat the Rams 20-3. to They don't have Matthew Stafford, and we talked about it last week. It's hard to do a prediction game or a show if you don't know if the, the most talented player in the franchise is going to be playing and he happens to play quarterback. Because this team, without Matthew Stafford, is not going to win uh, you know, enough games to fill out an entire hand. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to win – three, four games this entire year without Matthew Stafford. They just don't – they don't have it. Now, the Packers – I think the Packers roster is net be- better than the, the Rams roster without Stafford on it because now all of a sudden now Pukunukua and, 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 and Cooper Cup and Higby, like they're not as valuable. Offensively and defensively from a line standpoint, that team's a lot better than, than some pundits talked about at the beginning of the season. They've improved the run blocking up front, particularly in the interior offensive line. Steve Avila has made a big difference. Defensively, I like the young guys that are playing for that team. So this was going to be a fun matchup from that standpoint. But again, once Stafford goes out, it's kind of... So what do you learn from that game? What are the themes of the day? I think number one is Jordan Love... And we already knew this, but we have to just continually reinforce, I think, within the building, the locker room, the, 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 the fan base... Jordan Love can play football in the NFL against NFL opponents. The question is not, can he play or is he? The, the question is, how well can he play eventually and how long is it going to take to get there? If you take 
as good as Patrick Mahomes is, and then the next or, or and Joe Burrow, and then like the next Lamar Jackson, and then you get down to like number five. Okay, the difference between one and five is greater than the difference between five and twenty-five. Like it's it's percentage points, and whether you base it on whatever you want to base it, I'm just saying like from a value standpoint. The difference in quarterback play between like number five and 25 is really not that great. So if Jordan Love is a below average quarterback right now, he's in the 20s and he just gets a little bit better. He gets a little bit faster processing speed. He's a little bit better pre-snap. There's a little bit better deep ball, a little bit better timing with his deep ball. Doesn't hold the, but doesn't give up stupid sacks. If he just does like one of those things a lot better or all of those things a little bit better, he's going to vault up and then therefore this team's going to be successful. It's just a question of, do you think he's the guy to do that? And do you think you have the people around him that are going to like facilitate that development? But yesterday it's just like, you know, his quarterback, I don't know what his quarterback rating is probably in the hundreds, but he's, you know, 20 of 26, 228 yards, one touchdown, no picks, only four rushes for seven yards, which is a big deal because Aaron Jones is back. He gets more carries than, than the, than the uh, quarterback finally. And we're not having a quarterback leading the team in rushing. He throws to nine different receivers. And that's also kind of interesting because you don't have a guy. You, there's, you know, I think uh, Luke Musgrave has three catches for 51 in the touchdown. It was good to see him get, his, get off the shine, get his first touchdown on that. I think that's an old Chiefs play, but it was fantastic play call, play design. But Christian Watson has a handful. Dobbs has a, The point is there's not a locker room leader there because everybody's young. There's no mentors. There's no, there's no. There's first and second year guys in the tight end room and the wide receiver room. And you so this is like Lord of the Flies a little bit. Like someone's someone's got to establish themselves as the dominant male, right? There's like who's gonna be the alpha dog? And well, it'll be interesting to see how this continues to play out. It's playing out right in front of our eyes. But until then, I don't know if you're gonna find that dominant person or that person that has the relationship with Jordan Love, where he's like, My there's my go-to. I found him. The one guy that is the alpha is Aaron Jones. At least we're talking about offensively now. He makes he's the engine. He's everything to this offense. Things do not work. The run, the running game wasn't great. You know, he's 20 for 73 for 3.7. That is not great. It's not even close if he's not in the game. Some of the jump cuts he made, his timing, his shiftiness, he's making a lot out of nothing sometimes. The offensive line did some things really well yesterday. A.J. Dillon, I thought, had some really good runs yesterday. It's clear to me. I think it's clear to everybody. It's been clear since day one. And then obviously he gets hurt. But Aaron Jones is the straw that stirs this drink, man. Like if you don't have him in, it's going to be tough to win some games. Defensively, the second thing you learn is on a, on a rainy day with ball security issues, it's sloppy game. But if this defense can't goes and plays somebody where they don't respect the pass, man, they can have a good time. And I loved, I loved how Wooden and Carl Brooks, the young guys, played up front. I love some of the plays that they made, how they just decided enough's enough. We're gonna, we're gonna defeat the person in front of us. We're gonna win our individual matchups. And I gotta say, I talk about this guy all the time. If you're not an Isaiah McDuffie fan, you're out of your damn mind. And I don't know, you know. Quay Walker's a first-round pick. Devinder Campbell's an All-Pro last two years ago. I don't know if he plays in if he if it's a rainy game and you don't have a quarterback. This guy's got to be in the game every rep. He does not come out. 
because he makes plays on the other side of the line of scrimmage. He's physical. He's got a nose for the football. He's aggressive. So he might not have the range as, as some of your other guys. He might not have the athleticism. But this is the kind of person you want to build your team around. I'm talking about from a behavior characteristic, the, what he's doing on the field. You want these guys. He's a dog, man. Keyshawn Nixon is a dog. He's a weaving through four-yard loss, tackle for loss, going in there, not afraid, making plays in the in, in special. It was so good to see him get a big return. Those are the guys that I don't know if they play special teams, if they can get full time, I, you don't know, but these are, that's like, they're the glue guys, man. They're the guys you have to have on your, on your football team. And this is a game that the Packers are going to win. If Matthew Stafford doesn't play what I, you don't learn a lot because they're not very good without Matthew Stafford. I mean, you roster to roster without Stafford Packers are a better roster. And one of them, you know, we're playing in rain. We're playing it in at home. You're going to win this game. So, there's some good and bad. Let's just go to tape and check. I, we did this tape sequentially. So this is from the start to finish. And I know people have a lot of questions about some double, uh, some some other things, and I'll get to them. We knew the Rams could double team up front. If you're if you do not move your guys, if you don't if you don't uh, shoot backers in into the gaps, they will take advantage and double team back, push your linebackers in. And they did that early, and we were trying to shoot some gaps early. It was made for an interesting day. But this is what you're dealing with. Ripping, wet ball. They've got a tunnel screen going. They've got this is a first down, easy. Duffs it, bad throw. It's simple. You got outside leverage here with Puka Nakua on. I think that's on uh, Zaire Alexander. And presses the leverage, comes back. Guy makes a good throw, good throw and catch. First down. I mean, this guy's got a little something going. And now you get these D tackles doing work. I don't know if that's wired or wooden coming up field, making that play. Then TJ Slayton playing off. Let's show that again. Cause that's just putting in work, man. It's awesome. Fighting off the initial backside B all the way over to make the play for your two yard gain. It's big time, man. Big time. Second and four. We get the stop you want. And here's where the wheels come off. And we've seen this, you know, as Packer fans. And listen, I think, I feel like the Saints, or excuse me, I feel like the Rams and Sean McVay. I know this is like, I, you know that everybody comes from the Shanahan tree, but it feels like Sean McVay is like the real kind of main tree trunk with the way that they started talking about off. Maybe it's because he was in LA and how they've been celebrated how they started talking about offense, how the Jets, this became like a modern part of their game. But you're on a wet field. You get some penetration in the back. Cooper Cup does a good job of blocking, but I mean, this, is, this isn't this is the game by any means, but like early on, instead of going downhill, where you've already had some success, you run laterally on a wet field and you just, you know, I mean, it's a it's a thank you for Alexander and the group, you know? So we get the ball and again, I write not how we drew it up to a little bit flippantly, but you have to remember they do, you know, they write up their first 15 and you see immediately, you know, everybody wants, you know, get Rashid Walker out of there. You know, he can't do anything right. And, you know, to get this guy in that backside, Yash gets beat backside, 
gets just swam because you, you you stick your head in too far, right? You got it, footwork wins and loses it loses matchups. Hoyt gets off the block. We can't get up to the second level because they slant, and Myers and, and Jenkins don't do a good job of like either making a call or just bumping this off on the go. But we we go for nothing. Now, second play of the game, they're going, we call this Louie or, or some L word because the center is going to the left and we're looking at the guy on the slot. The slot's backed up. There's a chance he could go. Josh rides the DN down. Jenkins is there ready and they just let the slot go. So now the guy's throwing, under, now we got a quarterback thrown under duress and he gets it out to Jones, which is great, but he gets, you know, he fights for what two or three yards. So you're you're a third down thing. Now I love this. You need more of this. And this is what we talked about Sean McVay, and maybe you know Matt's Matt, coach LaFleur is uh, is inspired, but getting guys up to full speed or or 80% speed on your line in the scrimmage before they before they before the ball's hiked. I love this. Look, get going. And now when you run the shallow cross against a drop end or a linebacker, like Dude's got no chance. Hoyt's got 97's got no chance of getting in your way. You're going to make that play 10 out of 10 times. That's fantastic. Same thing here with Aaron Jones. Get Aaron moving. This play hits. Even if it doesn't work, just the concept, it's hitting now. You go, if I back this up, you got your tight ends on the line of scrimmage here. You can see down at the bottom, we're hipped off. We're not going backside. They're going to get that slip box. So, they get an opportunity to run off the ball together and they're going to feel more confident about this. They're not going to win all these. They're not, they're, they're not, this isn't what they're good at. You can see he's going to beat, get beat right now, but you got Dylan leading the charge and you've got Aaron Jones already at speed as he receives this ball and gets a, you know, this is an eight yard, nine yard gain. This is fantastic. Now backside, don't forget you got Aaron Donald on the field. Okay. And what does it mean when you got Aaron Donald? If I'm if I'm uh, EJ, if I'm Jenkins, I have to stay square. I have to cut down my footwork because if I allow Aaron Donald to just drive on Yash's inside shoulder, he's going to beat me every time. And he's so strong that he can just grab. I mean. The guy is unbelievable. He yesterday again is just a demonstration of there's just there's just different levels to this game, and he's on the highest one, man. He's unbelievable. This play. This is a play where we're we're try, you know, I always say if you can't dance, don't come to the party. I don't want to invite you. And we got uh and it's not even his fault. But you got Christian Watson in tight, and this is because their safeties want to come up and make plays. But why not spread them out here? I mean, look at that mess. Look at the mess they got right there. I mean, this is ridiculous. And Watson's got to navigate his way through, and instead they're just going to get a free shot on your on your uh, on your running back. Brian Young comes around the backside. We miss on the backside with the tight end. It's just a that's bad football, man. It's a third and inches, third and one, and you, you can't get a yard. Listen. Let's just get this out of the way. These were awful calls. It's not that they're right or wrong. If, you're, if your hand or your body's in any part of the neutral zone, it's offsides, okay? That's not really the issue. The issue is this is done 
and been done probably now hundreds of times in the National Football League, and they don't call it. You cannot move the goalpost, okay, over the course of years, right? So if it's, if, listen, if any part of your body is in the neutral zone, which is the, the football, it's, a, it's an offsides call, offensively or defensively. Now, if you are not going to call it for two years and then pull two out of your backside in this game, that's not okay. And this is part of a larger issue that we'll talk about later. But the officiating in the National Football League, the inconsistency, the palms up, just what are we doing mentality. And this is not hard. And they call this on Yash, but it's really on uh, JRJ. But it's really not on anybody because you can show a thousand of these or a hundred of these clips with the Philadelphia Eagles that do the exact same thing. And I've been called, I think, two or three times in the, in the entirety of it. And they've been recent calls. So anyways, they end up getting this, and I'm glad they ran it. But come on, this is just a, you know, if you want to get rid of the play, this is like one of the subversive, like, oh, hey, we're not going to just say we want to get rid of the play. We're just going to start calling things so it won't work. Anyways, give the ball back to the Rams, and we get the sack, and then, you know, Gary just had the face mask. Vinny gets this call, and so the penalties are racking up. And I didn't know the Green Bay Packers were the most penalized team in the league at 7.4 a game. We actually missed our mark by we only got seven this week. But Gary's offsides here, or they call him offsides. And again, it's another one of those that's kind of close. He's surprised. But I thought we only had one sack. Um, and it, we'll show it here in a second. I was surprised we only had one. They did a pretty good job protecting. But again, if you don't have any fear, you see those linebackers, man. They're coming. And obviously, this is a third and short or, or a second and short. But they're coming downhill. And even though they get the first year, I just love you love the mentality. Like, hey, we're, we're going to do damage. And our safeties can clean up the mess. This is where, again, new quarterback, bad center exchange, you know, tries to make a bad thing worse. There's our one sack of the day. Vondry picks it up. Drop zone. Everybody's complaining a couple weeks ago when uh, Devontae Adams is on Preston Smith. Saw it a lot this week. If we go into 12 personnel, which we like to do, they're going to be in their base, which is a 3-4 just like us. What happens? We run a play action. They're only bringing three. They're dropping eight. Two defensive ends plus plus the, the, the six uh, linebackers and DBs. Nobody's open. Can sit back here all day, but it's like you're only rushing three, man. Might as well be a, you know, might as well be in a prevent defense. And this is what happens sometimes when you when you run base defense, which is a three-four for these guys, and you've got essentially five dudes across the, the top where you're like, man, you're too everybody's 265 and up. Nice little completion here. And this is the stuff that you want. You'd like to actually see this happen a little bit faster, maybe, but you like to see, okay, let's not just waste a throw. Let's get an easy completion. And make it happen. Now, look, everybody's talking about, uh, we'll get to it later, but Sean, how did Sean Ryan, he was so good and this and that. But it's like, John Ryan Jr., look, look at this movement, guys. This is really good. That's big time. Like, everybody ate. 91 did a really good job on Myers when he was single blocked, Okay. But he did not do a good job on double teams because he's a rookie, and rookies don't do well in double teams. You look at this play, 
and 90, and, and I don't think that's 91. I think that might be 92, but that's just good movement, guys. I don't care who you are. It's just good playing. Now you see here, we get a double with Myers and, and EJ, and then Biosh covers up backside. This is a good hole. That's good movement. Here, four or five yards off the ball. If I'm four, if I get a double team and knock a guy four or five yards off the ball, I'm celebrating. Like it's a big deal. It's hard to do in the National Football League. It's not as hard as it used to be. I think with the size of these guys and the way they play. But this is a big deal. That's a good run for 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 a guy. You get a nickel. You know, you force their safeties to make tackles. You just have to address the people up front. And I thought for the most part we did a pretty good job of that. And then you see the same thing when you capitalize on mistakes. They have a bad count here. By that, I mean this safety is not in the box yet. So he's 10 yards off the line of scrimmage. They have nobody in the plus A. There's just every, – every scheme is sound if you have a gap covered, a man covering a gap. They don't have it. They have no man in their gap. He's 10 yards deep. That's why that play goes. So if you're going to make that mistake, if you're going to safety's not going to come down, take advantage, and that's what good teams do. You see, uh, 91's on Myers here, and this is the hard block for Myers. Now, if you cannot, I went back too far, but if you if you're going to step underneath yourself, and they get a little bit of a crossover step, you're too high into contact. And you just can't control this move. You want to be able to lock this guy out and drive vertically. And you keep your head across, but you have to keep the pressure so he can't shuck you. And if the closer you are, the easier it is to shuck the guy. So we end up making the play there. It's a good play by that young man. He's a rookie. And then we bring in Sean Ryan. He does a nice job here. Him and Zach Tom on the backside of just letting these guys go with the flow. And again, I don't know how these plays work if Aaron Jones isn't in the backfield making the right reads and cuts. He just does a little bit better job of some of the stuff than AJ. But it all looks great. And this is what I'm talking about with Aaron Jones. Luke Musgrave's beat here. 97 has everything he wants. He's pressed inside leverage. He has his gap. He can play gap and a half. He's extended out. He has everything he wants. But because Aaron's so good and he comes up close and stutters, Gives him that work right there, and then jump cuts over. He can't react fast enough. This is where a really good player makes every, elevates. When you say like he's elevating the game of everybody else, that's what Aaron Jones is doing, right? He's making a a marginal or maybe a not a good block into a winning touchdown. Okay, this was a, a third nine in the next series, and we had just talked about. Why not get Rashawn Gary to stand up in the middle and get more of a run? And I love that they did this, okay? And they brought five. Devondre Campbell's overplaying left defensive end now. The problem is that Devondre, they're going to – you have to be smart. You know that they're going to count Rashawn Gary. And so the right tackle is going to step down 99 times out of 100 here, and they're going to kind of go bigs on bigs. They might go five on five, but if they don't, then that back's coming over to you. You have to make a beeline to the quarterback here. Valentine makes a play on this break, and they're doing that release, that bunch release that we showed earlier uh, last week. But you're kind of wiggling and waggling, man. You got to get out, and I'm going to play this at full speed. You got to run this guy over. Just go. What are we waiting for? Who you, you're not juking anybody. Just go. 
It's go time. Nice play by the by the young man. He was excited. He was so excited that play that he ran off the field. It was fantastic. I just hit the wrong button. So it was third nine. So we get off the field. We're back here, and this is the the first deep pass, and he missed this one. He hit one early. He hit one later. Here's the thing. This is where they can get a little bit better. If it's even, it's leaving. This is what Jordan Love's got to be thinking and talking to Christian Watson. Hey, if you're even with the guy, ball's leaving, right? I'm throwing it. So you're on the 30. This ball should be out. This, you've already, you see the safety at the top of the screen, right? That means they're playing single safety because this guy's not covering you, obviously, right? He's got chest to the, he's got chest to the, uh, the ball. He's not going to turn and run. So we're just fighting. You've already got this guy beat, and you've got basically the top of the, the bottom of the numbers all the way to the sideline now because you're going to get cover. You're going to get leverage on him. You have room to throw this ball. You just have to throw it away from the safety coming across. But you got to let the ball go now. And I don't know if he. It's just I don't know why the time is off because it's not like Jordan doesn't have the the arm here, but for whatever reason he just doesn't quite get the job done. Again, we talk about no fear. You man, you're coming downhill. And now you see McDuffie coming downhill, making the play here. Just playing aggressive around the line of scrimmage. I just love it. This play, Valentine, just seeing it. This is a bad play designed by the Rams. I don't know what they're thinking, thinking that no blue can get out there on the corner, but what a great job of reacting. I mean, the play speed there by Valentine, the identification and the play speed was phenomenal. I don't know what he's – this is the one. He gets so excited, he starts running off the field. They're like, no, dude, it's only second down. So this is something that the Green Bay Packers did this week, and it worked really well um, to kind of defeat the double team problems that, that a lot of teams have against the same, uh, excuse me, the LA Rams. They started running TE games in the run game. They were just run stunts, and all that means is that right now the ninety-six Wooden is going to go through the B gap. Party's kind of out charging to the B gap, and then I think that's looking at Lucas Van Ness. He's going to come up and under. So if you don't have your footwork right. The tackle can't block back and help that out charge on the B, and the guard ends up getting beat a lot in plays like this. So you see Avila's like, he's screwed, right? Because basically, 96, if I'm trying to reach you and you're trying to run that way upfield as well, like I have a really hard time all of a sudden. You're not reading my hat. You're just going to the spot. It's almost like you know where the play is. And so this is a really good thing to do. And they did this intermittently during the game to kind of screw up blocking schemes because now – you don't really have that inside help anymore because the guy's running outside at a, at, a, at a clip. You're forcing cutback, but who are you cutting back into if you don't have a call for it? You're cutting back into the end who's rocked underneath. Now you see Cooper Cup here. He's thinking like, man, maybe should I block or should I at least yell at Enigbari and, and try to do something to help Tyler Higby here? And he's got to end up – he ends up having to block the safety, but Enigbari just makes a play on Higby and makes a, a play in the backfield here. This is a PAP, guys. This is a pretty arrogant play call. And here's why I'm saying that, man, because Sean McVay's a genius. But Cooper Cup's in no position right now to, to, to crack block to do anything. He's kind of in no man's land. And Enibari doesn't even – I don't even know if he knows he's there. He certainly doesn't care that he's going to get chipped or anything or cracked. And there's no way that – like you would send a pulling guard to do this. You're not sending Tyler Higby over here to be kind of the lead blocker on what really is an inside handoff off of the gun look. I mean, this is like a no way deal. 
they're hoping maybe he's running up field. I don't know what they're hoping, but this seems pretty arrogant to think that Tyler Higby's going to be able to make this play nine times out of ten. Great play by Agnabari. Just doing your job. That's all we got to do. Same thing here with the TE game. They do it on both sides. You can see it from Rashawn Gary. See, he's coming underneath, and you see it from Preston Smith. He's also coming underneath. And they're just doing a run stunt and then having TJ Slayton play to the center's, uh, center's first step. And all it does is it disrupts the timing of the play, and now you see Preston Smith is just wide open to make plays in the hole. This isn't going to win all the time, and you can get gashed. But the, the, the Rams' offensive line has not demonstrated anything this season to suggest that they're prepared to take that. What they do well is double-team, so force them to single block, and you might have some problems with redirection. We've got a first and 10 look, and this is, again, I'm just – Aaron Donald, Eldon Jenkins is our best lineman. And Aaron Donald, it's for the, the size, the power, the leverage. You see Eldon's hands are outside, and it's like he literally just throws them off right here. Just is not just, I mean, it's not like he's falling into that tackle. He's bench pressing our 320-pound guard off of him and then just standing there waiting for the tackle. The guy is just unbelievable, man. Talked about the soft zone last week. You see at the top here. Now, we didn't do have to do a switch release, and they didn't do any motion to kind of make this easier. They didn't feel like they had to. So soft zone, you just run the quick outs. Good little play here for Dobbs. That's all you need. Now, big presence coming. During the holiday season, and this didn't necessarily happen with all the quarterbacks I played with. did happen with some. But during the holiday season, Offensive linemen often receive nice gifts from the quarterback. And if you keep him healthy and upright, the nicer the gifts you get. And maybe if your quarterback puts you in continuous positions where you get yelled at in the media for giving up sacks when maybe they didn't need to be sacks, you should get bigger presents. Now, this is a situation where you should get a bigger present because Jordan Love should not take a sack here. Throw the ball, please. Or run to freedom here. Do something. We talked about it during the week. If they're not going to spy you and they're going to bring four or five, there will be rush lanes. And if it's not there, just go make a play with your legs. The opportunities are going to be there. The rush lanes are going to be there. For whatever reason, he decides not to. And you end up giving up a sack. And now Zach Tom's got a sack. You know, PFF goes, oh, Zach Tom gave up a sack. No, he didn't. Not at all. Got motion, got trips with the chip out. What a phenomenal catch. I wanted to highlight this route. It's super interesting. So they got outside leverage. If you're at the top of the numbers, I'm talking about where you're starting from a receiver standpoint, that defender knows that the sideline is now open for business. He's outside leverage, and he knows that Dobbs can either take a post route, but he can the, the door is open to try to get an out. So what does he do? He runs like a, almost like he's going to run a chair route, right? And it's kind of a lazy chair. And then what is it? Now he breaks. So he goes to like the corner comeback. I forgot what they call that. There's a fancy name for it. Not fancy. But great route. Great job getting open. Love it. I just... Second half kickoff, man, I just missed this. Like, remember this last year, all of a sudden, he just came out of nowhere. We're in the doldrums, and 
the special teams isn't doing well. And then God, this guy just, they, oh, let's let, let's let that Nixon kid return the ball. And all of a sudden it's just fireworks, man. This guy is just fireworks. Can't get enough of those guys. This play, first play from the line of scrimmage of, of the uh, game or of the second half. This might be one-on-one. I have never seen this in my life. I mean, you can't <laughs> – I know the kid feels bad, but, brother, you cannot make that up. <laughs> you just cannot make that up. What are you reaching for? You don't reach for the end line. I mean, <laughs> 12 personnel by the Rams. Don't see this a lot. They run 11 most of the time. So they run 12. This is a really interesting blocking scheme because they fake block in Preston Smith. They pull the guard and end up kicking him out on like a counter gap move without a fullback. Really smart play here. You see Preston comes outside. And they end up getting a really good hole because, again, what are they good at? They're good at double teams. So now you're just putting in a situation where you got just two, you got an extra double team with two tight ends. They leave Preston to go outside. If he goes outside that double team, you create the natural hole. He's doing what he's supposed to do. It's by design, but it's it's a good play scheme. Okay. So Wix is over there. I just they, they flash this on the TV, and I'm in. Man, you will never see this. So Aaron Jones, what a leader. He goes over, puts his, you know, literally puts his arm around him. Oh, it's okay. I, who knows what they're saying? They're hyping each other up again, making him feel better. That's great. But then I love this is my favorite part. So Dobbs comes over and he goes, I'm gonna put my hand around you too. <laughs> I let me tell you something. I've given up a lot of sacks and bad things have happened. Not once in my damn career did I have not one, but two guys come over and give me the double arm arm over the shoulders, man. It's going to be all right. I love it. Oh, and a head. I didn't notice the helmet, Pat. Boy, oh boy. This team is just full of love. <laughs> That's fantastic. So we've got a four-man rush. And you'll see Devondre Campbell's mad at himself here and you'll see why there's no play action he's just slow to figure this out he stands he stands what get going man like this is your play and he just misses the fingertips and you just see him now he's just oh my that was it he was rolling dice there for a minute he was angry Now they they misdiagnosed this on the on the telestrator in the game. This isn't a crack block for Cooper Cup coming down on, on Isaiah McDuffie. This is Isaiah McDuffie diagnosing the play. The right guard can make a decision to go through or pull here, but you have to do something. Okay. And he runs into the crack block. And all of a sudden McDuffie's through. You see, Anikbari does a great job as well. But again, it's my guy right here. Just making plays. Just making plays. Now we got that. Two tight end look. You see the wing tight end is hipped off, but he can't go backside. They're going to run play side slip here. Okay, and this is good for these guys because it gives you that feeling you're connected. You're practicing this with a guy that's in your room. You're going to get more reps with it. And they're not good at it yet, but they will get good at this. And it's a 275-pound defensive end versus these two guys then you're usually going up to a corner or a safety. So this is a good, like this is another good block. And what happens is if you get the movement, then Byron Young on the backside, who led the team in tackles and sacks, had a good day, has to make this play down the line of scrimmage. And this is a perfect play for A.J. Dillon. If, you, if you're thinking like, what does A.J. Dillon do well? It would be this, right? Mid-zone, cut back off the backside of the tackle, What's the number one thing? Can't get penetration on the front side. That's happened too often this year, but it didn't happen on that play. It didn't happen a lot yesterday. 
course, we got a flag holding call on Myers. I, I didn't know if I believe it or not. It's sometimes with these calls, it just, it's just too much. So where have we seen this play before? Hmm. We line up in, uh, we line up in a bunch look. We motion over to bunch. Tight end block. We swing the ball over. Where do we see this play before? It's like nine minutes in the, oh, it's on the first series for the Rams. That's right. They don't motion to it. They start in the bunch look. We have two guys take off. But you see the tight end down here? Now, I don't know why he doesn't throw it right now. I don't know what, you know, who knows what the quarterback's doing. Maybe he's supposed to check this linebacker to see if he's biting on this running back and he wants to throw in the in the window where the G is right now. But he's supposed to give the ball to the running back right now. You see the tight end's just sitting here ready to block Preston. He's not running around. It's the exact same play. This is the exact same play that they just ran. They ended up running this like an option. It looked really good. Tight end Higby does a good job blocking Preston out in space there. But man, I'm watching this play and you're going, I mean, literally the exact same play or, you know, pretty darn near it. Same personnel group. Everything's the same coaching tree. You're just, oh, love it. Finally got the screen game going. Had a decent one earlier in the game. You see Rasheed Walker's back in. Jenkins is back downfield. I mean, this is fantastic. Aaron Jones gets 10 yards. Watch the finish by Walker here. Fantastic. Love it. Get the toss. Tucker Craft, maybe his first pancake of the year. I don't know, but I'm going to celebrate it. I know that. Get down. Lovely. Oh, okay. Now, listen, it sucks that he fumbled, and, you know, it's raining and the whole thing. It sucks that you fumble. It's a sloppy game. But let me tell you something. One thing happens when guys fumble and when they recover them, and what is that one thing? Big men go hunting. Let's go, boy. There we go. John Runyon Jr., first tackle of the year. Athletes being athletes, man. Athletes being athletes. Love it. I don't know why they're celebrating. If I got tackled by a lineman, by the way, just side note, if I was a DB and I recovered a fumble and a lineman tackled me, ran me down and tackled me, I might quit the game. I might quit the game. Oh, who's that? That's Isaiah McDuffie doing work again. I mean, listen, I'm just going to keep saying it. You could say, oh, he doesn't have the range, this and that. Who makes plays on this side of the line of scrimmage? Now, was this the right perfect scenario? No quarterback, rainy day. Fine. I don't care. Then make sure whenever we have that scenario again, this dude's playing. Base personnel. They get back in that drop zone again. They bring four out of five this time, though. But why is that a big deal? Because when you run this drop zone look out of base personnel, you got the two tight ends down here on the bottom of the screen. 97 is going to drop and and play in that space for one of them. But when Musgrave goes across the field, what this really means is if you run your routes correctly and you vacate uh, the the upper right uh, hash the upper right numbers, then a linebacker has to, the second linebacker has to chase him across, and that's the mismatch. That's why you hire 59 is why you hire Musgrave. This is why you draft him. Because in these scenarios, this is a complete mismatch. 59 will never be able to run, jump, catch, do athletic things at the level that, that Musgrave can. And so the more opportunities you get for this in, to be in this position, under center, 12 personnel, run, you've already had success running out of that um, formation. All of those things start adding up. 
eyes stay in the backfield a little bit longer. Now he's got momentum. Once you give momentum to an athlete like this, it's very tough to catch up. Fantastic job. Now, this is another one of those just can't happen. Okay. And Aaron, first of all, you never give Aaron Donald a sack. All right. That's, that's like the worst sack he's going to get all year. All right. So you don't give him a sack, get rid of the ball. But the second thing here is, and this is frustrating. Now, here's a simple rule for the Packers. If the guy that I circled is a Hall of Famer and he's playing against a guy who's, you know, he's a starter in the National Football League, John Runyon Jr., but he's not at Aaron Donald's level, and you want to run under center play action and you want him to be the point of attack, okay, so you want him to sell this. John Runyon Jr., get yourself over to the right guard's hip now. Because Elton Jenkins isn't worried about blocking this nose tackle. I promise you. He can do that all day long, especially against play action. Rasheed Walker's on his own anyways. So if you're going to run under center play action and you want them to do anything here, you want him to be aggressive, I don't. he's the best player in the field. Get yourself over there. And he's a little bit slow, and I don't know what they're trying to get him to do, but you see he steps underneath himself and he catches the, in the A-gap. I'm talking about Josh now. And it's like, you know, Jordan turns around and all he sees is 99. And I'm not, you know, obviously you'd like to, Jordan not to get sacked here or maybe do something else for I don't know what he's supposed to do. But you can't let him penetrate like that early. And the only way you do is you, let's just make a rule for the game. That guy's better than anybody on the field. So let's get two people on him in this crucial situation on a third and two down near the goal line so we don't have to kick a field goal. Not hard. Great play. Great play. By 9-6, the rookie. Look at this. Okay. Now we're going to get a double team between 73 and 77. And what he does so well right here, and we've seen this a couple times, but it's not like Devondre Campbell is going to be crashing that gap. You already see McDuffie's up, man. He's like he's all about contact, okay? But because Wooden attacks, no, he attacks 77. All right, so that basically leaves this as a single block with Avila comes over and tries to help the center. Now, we already talked about it. These running backs miss holes, man. Like, there's a hole there. You might not see it, but 77 squared the line of scrimmage. If you put your head down and run off his right seven between the guard and the tackle, you're getting a first down for sure. It's just that, I mean, you can't arm tackle this guy. But he bounces it back out and just gets absolutely laid out. And again, you got to play the game, right? But you already know this. We know this cat has problems. We saw it last week. So great job by of, of creating that single block, fighting out, and then we get a little bit lucky there as far as maybe if you got, if that's Alvin Kamara, man, he's hitting that gap, and it's a first down for sure. Mm. Freeman. And this is why you say sometimes you're playing the game. Stafford's out. It's rainy. And you just say, man, it's good to win. Because there's a couple plays right here where you're just going, all right, first off, he gets waylaid. Why? Well, uh, we just don't we just don't block John Rennie Jr. for whatever reason. I I I don't I still can't understand what happened here. They just don't block somebody. They got three on two, and we just we just I don't know, we just it's not like we even tried. So that play goes out. Lucky there, it could be a sack fumble. I think this is the very next play. We're holding the ball, getting cute a little bit. Aaron Donald's almost got him again. 
and he flips the ball out, and this turns into like Keystone Cops. And this should be a turnover. You know, I mean, so you just go, it's two plays in a row. It's good to win games, man. It's hard to win the National Football League playing like that. That's tough. And then Zay Alexander just drops off a route because the quarterback held it too long, makes a great play. This is a vet savvy move, man. He's maybe he's back. Ends up making the you know, that play goes under. I don't know, like there's no assist in interceptions, but you feel like he should get some sort of a credit, you know, some sort of credit or award or something for making that play. It's a big play in the game. It's still this is a you know seven point game here. Now, Christian Watson, you know they got to do the wide. They're doing the screen. And they've run this play a couple times now where they got, you know, 21 personnel, two backs in the backfield. And they run him over and they usually just dive the ball to Dylan. Now, if they have the matchup that they want, if they have the matchup that they want, I'll say that again for emphasis, they can throw the bubble screen to Aaron Jones here. The thing is, and call me crazy, uh, this guy, Hoyt, 97, he weighs like 280. Christian Watson wants none of this. So look, he's looking at him like, just, just kill me. I mean, he didn't even put his hands up. <laughs> he's like, just kill me, man. That's good. I'm good. Oh, well. <laughs> like, he probably went back to the huddle and was like, hey, Jordan, don't you ever call that again. <laughs> I do not want to be part of that. Andy Reid's a Packers guy, okay? I'm pretty sure this is a Chiefs play. I think I saw this a couple years ago with Travis Kelsey. So they do the double, they do the fake double screen, the reverse and the fake screen. They give the ball back to the tight end in the middle. You're kind of one-on-one with this, the safety touchdown. Good to see. And that's, it's a good, it's just a good win. It's just a good win. It's a win that the Packers needed. It's not, uh, it's not pretty, but it's a good win. Everything I got wrong. You know, last week we talked about offensive or defensively. This is this was a Stafford game plan for me. So this is going to be ugly for the Rams if it didn't go right. We highlighted the young the young front and Aaron Donald being kind of think something that I was at least surprised about in the sense that I didn't think they were going to be as good as they were um, on tape. And they actually they it ended up being a really good a good job. Uh, they ended up doing a very good job up front. Uh, quick numbers. Brian Young led the team with 10 tackles, two sacks, tackle for loss. Kobe Turner, number 91. We saw him on Myers a couple times. 10 tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss. Aaron Donald, four tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss. Terrorized the quarterback a couple times. Just makes you scared as hell just being out there. Uh, we talked about their soft sword zone coverage underneath, how that was going to give you your underneath and medium routes available. We, we hit that one with, um, with uh, Luke Musgrave. We obviously hit some of the quick outs. That was good to see. Um, a lot of high percentage throws. That's one of the reasons that Jordan loves 2026, 20, but only for 228. Nine different receivers. So that's the kind of the stuff that we thought was going to you're going to see. We're going to see. It's just a question of offensively. There's not a lot that Cooper Cup can do if nobody can throw him the football. Um, and and the Packers, to their credit, listen. Shark smells water. He goes for it. Right. Excuse me. Shark smells blood. He goes for it. And if blood's you know blood's in the water when you got a backup guy playing in, in the Sean McVay offense in rain who hasn't gotten a lot of snaps in the last couple of years. Go over the keys to victory that we had. Number one, be on the same page. Take the easy wins. Um, everyone can win if we, if we just play smart. No penalties, no mental errors in blocking, no you know mental errors in route running, reading defenses. 
I didn't know this before I said it earlier. The Packers have are leading the league in penalties. They had seven penalties yesterday. That's terrible. Two offsides, which were not good calls. Fair enough. Um, but we have 59 penalties for the year. Not a, I thought the I thought the Oakland now the Las Vegas Raiders like just had them for in in perpetuity. They were going to be the the league leaders in in penalties. Like I think when I was growing up, there was like 20 years in a row they were league leaders in penalties. It was like what they were known for. They were known for drafting dudes who ran four twos and leading the league in penalties. And now apparently we've taken that over. So who knew? Now, we talk about discipline, the kind of what what character traits, behavior traits you want in your football team. Certainly that's not one of them. Uh, the second thing was talking about just being able to reroute Puka, Higby, um, and Stafford holding on to the ball for a long time. I'll tell you, I, I was surprised. And, and let me get the numbers again. I for, I, I don't know if I have the numbers up what what uh, Hick, or what uh, their quarterback was from a passing perspective, but we only had one sack by by Owens. We did have four QB hits. Rashawn Gary could have had a number of couple couple of things with the uh, the face mask, and then he, and then the next play he had the the offsides call, and he you know he's there a lot. To be fair, but we we really we had five tackles for loss in the running game, which was great. Uh, one of them being that jet sweep around on the third and, and inches, but we didn't pressure that. Court. I thought the, I just thought their interior line did pretty well. Kenny Clark getting hurt was a, was an issue. I liked the way our guys played in the run game, but not a lot of opportunities in the passing game. And I thought to be fair. We didn't pressure him as much as I thought we would. In other words, they, he was getting rid of the ball, or the, the offensive line was doing a pretty good job. And then again, you've got some exquisite route runners on the other side, man. They run routes like nobody's business. Cooper Cup's, you know, if he's not the best in the league, he's top two. So they're going to be able to find ways to get people open. Um, and, and obviously, Sean McVay's a genius. He's gonna he's gonna find a you know a way to get the ball to that guy's hand if he needs to. And the third thing we talked about is just keeping it simple. Try not to get in a scheming contest with Sean McVay. Um, this was kind of the this was the game plan. The Rams roster without that quarterback, you, you, you're not beating us. Um, it's interesting, and we showed one play that was almost exactly the same. That's kind of out of the bag. You know, we're talking about the 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 running back screen with the with the tight end kind of bubbling out. This, from an offensive and defensive standpoint, we do a lot of things similarly: base three four, soft zone coverage on defense. Obviously, the the Shanahan slash McVeigh tree is you know Matt Lafleur is part of that, so it was it was interesting to see two teams, maybe some different philosophies on how they built their rosters, but fundamentally they're trying to do a lot of the same things, and um, having issues maybe in different parts of the plan just because of roster development, and then obviously you know some coach pref- coaching preferences and whatnot. But a lot of kind of the differences in this team are these teams are more individual. You know, can you beat your guy one on one versus maybe schematically? So again, the takeaway: it's like how much can you take away from this game? I I really just I really just don't know. To be fair, I really just don't know. Um, before listener questions, let's do listener questions first. So listener questions: How did Myers play? Um, I'll, I'll hit a couple of these. Guys. I think we're going to hit a lot of them. Myers did some really good. It, Myers is always the same guy. The spotlight's just on. Myers did some really good things. Myers ninety one had some good. My, ninety one made enough plays against Myers that ninety one had a good game as well. So when the guy across from you is having a good game, that means you know you did some good things. He did some good things. The thing that was missing that happens sometimes with him is there was no whiffs. There was no mental errors. There was no just a guy's just standing in the hole. 
you know, a guy, they had to, he had to be physically defeated to, like, he had to be technically beat to win versus just making a, a mental error. And I think, quite frankly, that's a big deal. It's okay to get beat physically. I mean, you can improve that. Like, we can work on that. If I get beat physically, it's like, oh, well, I, I can help you technically get better. If you're going the wrong direction, it's just another layer of stuff you've got to figure out. So I thought, you know, I thought he, the play improved certainly. Um, the neutral zone stuff we talked about, it's just everything uh, that's going on right now, I think in the National Football League, I love watching the game. But aside from that, what's going on in, in terms of constant rule changes, emphasizing who's in the stands, um, just trying to broaden the audience to make more money instead of, uh, you know, for me, it's like, I've never liked anything that everybody likes. I, you know, you, you kind of like things that you like for a certain reason. If you, if you, if you like a certain kind of music, like I don't listen to pop music. I like, I listen to punk music. I listen to some old, I listen to some old school rap music. Like I listen to heavy metal. Not everybody's into that stuff. And I kind of like that. Like, it's okay. I'm okay with not being, Say I, you know, but these these, like the National Football League is marketing to everybody now, and it's just there's a bigger conversation, but it's just if it changes the a lot of the approach to the game, and we'll talk about that in a second. Are you more convinced about Jordan Love after this game? No, I mean we talked about it at the beginning. It's he is he's a he's a player that has talent. He's got the potential word. And it just comes down to how fast you can pick this up, how fast you're going to learn it. What are your expectations for yourself and how you want to work to get there? It's not like, it's not rocket science. It really isn't. Um, I, I think he's going to be a good player. I just think the, it, it's, again, I'll say this every week. You can't think about Aaron Rodgers and then watch Jordan Love and not feel a certain way about it because Aaron was so good. And you just have to, you have to deprogram yourself. Was there more juice out there? I don't think so. I mean, I think when Keyshawn Nixon returns a, a touchdown or a, 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 excuse me, a, 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 a kickoff for to the 50, I think everybody saw juiced up, man. I think that's a big deal. I think when you get a pick, I think all that stuff, when good things happen, people are excited, but I, there was a lot of mistakes in this game. There's still a lot of penalties. This was an ugly game. It was in the rain. Um, I love the energy from the young guys. Uh, this is a team that needs validation and needs to win. And they got what they needed. And, and you, you're happy for them. You hope they build on it. But let's not act like there's no, listen, there's no come to Jesus meeting in the National Football League that works. I've been in a ton of them. I, I've, I've, I've called meetings. Guys got to figure their stuff out, man. That's all there is to it. I got some tape on Sean Ryan. Everyone's asking, should Sean Ryan be playing and said, okay, here's the seven plays. He had seven plays, guys. Seven plays. Let's not get crazy. Playing right guard. First play. Let's just go through it. What do you like? I don't like his set. I don't like the shuffle across because you leave space. I love the body position. I want to see your feet in the ground. I don't like your hands outside because you can get bull rushed. Okay? I like his base. I like the, I like physically. You like the way he looks. I like that he's chasing that guy. He's looking for work. I love that. I think that's a behavior that we need more of. I love it. Next play. 
I'll, here we go. Love the stance, by the way. The stance is balanced. It's a, it sounds like not a big deal. Look at his stance and look at EJ's stance. His stance is better. He's he's square. Like everything looks like it fits in more a little bit. EJ's uh, left leg, left foot kick out a lot. Slip call. We already saw movement on this from John Runyon Jr. and Zach. This is good movement. Go up to the, the corner. Look at the finish off the line of scrimmage, or excuse me, off the screen. Big time. Doesn't take a good first step. Doesn't matter right here, but he doesn't take a good first step. It's not gaining ground. Gets a really good player. Maybe that makes a difference. But against this guy, it doesn't. We'll go next play. They're in that base 3-4. Okay, so a little bit different kind of scheme. Doesn't take a step. This is the play where they didn't bring the safety down. So his hands are outside. All he's got to do is kind of capture this, this B gap. Where he's, he's got the four technique playing over the, the tackle. He's got to go out and, and base drive. Again, you can see that he's powerful. Got to work on his hands. First step was not good. You're putting your ass in the hole. You'd like to see Zach Tom's doing this right. You see how Zach Tom's hands are inside. Hips are engaged. He's trying to walk that guy back. And he's at an angle. That's what you want to see. Because now AJ didn't, doesn't have to make this cut. Okay, so it's not that it's a bad job. It's a, you know, it's a winning block. It's not what you want, right? Zach Tom's what you want right here. Here we go. They're in an under front, meaning the three techniques over the left guard here. Got another slip. Run up. Not much going. Not good, not bad. Sorry, got the two eye. Again, stance is good. You can deliver power from there. They do, they cut off him here. And let's watch the first step. Gains ground first step. I'd like to see second step upfield. I'd like to see his hands inside so he can drive block. He's got both hands outside, but he can see he. That this time he engages his hips in the defender. He really gets the guy moving side to side. That's a big deal because it opens up the hole. Even if he tries to play back, Aaron Jones can get through. This is a great block. Always things to work on. Like when I point stuff out, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean he didn't do a good job. It's just like what would you like to see ideally? Good job trying to finish. Now you're going up against uh, the, the the goat here. Right now you just went. Oh. And if he's got a base drive, and Aaron's going to get him with leverage, going to get hands inside. He's, you know, see, he's, he's got his kind of we call that ass in the hole. So better footwork is needed. You need to, you know, a time and step game ground with your second step. You need to try to stay square to line of scrimmage. Get your hands outside. Obviously, he's almost getting lifted up here. Aaron Donald is a different animal. Not the best guy to try your first drive block on, but he doesn't get knocked over. He doesn't get shed. He gets pushed back, but they they manage to get through. So, you, you know, it's not, it's not an L. It's not an L. I think we got the last one here. Does a good job with his balance here. And, and that's the thing I like about him watching this, this short clip is that he plays with a good hip hinge. So he's in a position to win all the time. He gets that outside hand and kind of tries to hook Aaron Donald. So he, this is more like 
I'm just going to position block and just make sure this guy doesn't get in the game. He gets that done. This is a win. Good base and body position. So it's a good job. And I'm not saying it's better or worse than John Runyon Jr. It just if people want to have that discussion, you can't, it's tough to tell out of seven plays. Um, and I thought John Randy Jr. did a lot of good things, but there's also some plays like we saw when the quarterback got hit. You kind of wondering what that is. Uh, the Aaron Donald play action, understander play action, third and two on the goal line where, where Josh doesn't come over. Like that's a, they've schemed it that way. I'm, I'm complaining because they didn't scheme it the way I think they should scheme it. Not that, you know, not that John did some, did the right thing by going getting beaten inside. The last thing I want to talk about today is is this. <clears throat> just really quick, uh, I I was just watching games yesterday, and you just listen. These penalties that they're calling now, like, don't lose sight of what's happening. It was first with the quarterbacks, and listen, the quarterbacks run the league. Blah blah blah. They're special. Okay, so you got. K.J. Henry of the Commanders gets a hit on Mac Jones. Not a roughing the passer. I, by any standard of definition, it's not roughing the passer. Jeffrey Simmons gets one on the Titans this week. You're going, He's he already launched. The ball is then thrown. He hits him as the ball. I, it's impossible to miss. The worst one I saw was the, number 99 in the Bills. I don't even know who it is. He hits Joe Burrow, and Joe, he turns, so Joe lands on him, and he still gets a hold, uh, roughing the passer. There's, there's a ton more. And again, the refs are being told we're going to penalize and penalize and penalize until I, I don't know what the answer is for, for defensive players. I feel bad for defensive players. I don't know what they're supposed to do. But that's one subset of issues. And you know why they're doing it, and they've been pretty transparent about it. This is a quarterback-driven league. People don't want to watch backup quarterback. People don't want to watch the Rams-Packers game if Matthew Stafford's not playing. If you're in L.A., they don't want to watch the game. I get it. Like, nobody cares if left guard's not out. I know. But here's the thing. Now it's traveling into – they have the defenseless player stuff, but it's traveling into it's, – it's becoming on the point of being absurd. We saw what happened to Shiloh Sanders in the Colorado game where he got kicked out of the game for targeting. One of the worst calls I've ever seen. They should have to file a formal apology to him. The Panthers lose, essentially lose the Colts game yesterday on an unnecessary roughness call against um, Pittman. Pittman comes out and says, that wasn't a bad call. I'd much rather him hit me there than knock me out or take my knees out. It wasn't a penalty, but I'm glad they called it. But it wasn't a penalty. He, he, I mean, he knew it wasn't a penalty. The fullback, Patrick Card on the, on the Ravens, who's 290 pounds, just runs into the, the linebacker and blocks him into the pile like he's been taught to do his entire life. He essentially gets called for excessive blocking. I don't know if it was helmet to, if it was because they hit their helmets. I don't know if he drove them up the pot. I don't know why they called it, but they, they find him like 21 grand. And then DeAndre Swift for the, you know, the X lion now Eagles, he got penalized for low end is, you know, he runs over Percy Butler in the open field and he gets a fine. And you start to go, okay, this is starting to happen at a different rate than before. Why? Well, Roger Goodell's sitting in Germany with his wife drinking a beer in the stands. He says, we want to have more. We're, gonna ha we're going to have more international games. We're going to have another game somewhere else other than Europe next year, other than Europe and Mexico. 
could be South America. It could be, who knows? We know the owners won 18 games. What was the formula to get to 17? The formula was go along with the players thinking they're being smart, reducing practice time, CBA agreement stuff. Have a huge discussion around concussions and, and, and quarterback, hit, all the things that we've already gotten here. So change the game. No hits over the middle. Can't tackle people hard. Can't hit the quarterback. Can't hit him below the knee. Can't hit him above the shoulder. Can, can basically hit him in the belly button, and that's about it. What they're going to do is they're going to come up with, with a study that says in two years' time from now, after they keep finding these guys until nobody hits anybody, that the National Football League is safer than it's ever been. And Roger Goodell will stand up in there and say, it's safer than it's ever been. I have studies. And we'll go, what about the study that you gave that said the turf had no, no difference than, than grass on injuries, but, but the actual studies say that it's, it's a multiple more dangerous. And players will tell you um, anecdotally that they feel awful on turf comparatively because it, it increases the um, intensity of changes of direction and fatigues your muscles more, therefore puts you in a, a greater chance to be harmed. This is science stuff. This isn't me just making things up. And they'll say, oh, yeah, we, well, we didn't see that evidence or whatever. Like they, like they already have. Like J.C. Treader already came out and, and called, called him on. What they're going to do is they're going to come out and they're going to, oh, I think we should get rid of one more preseason game. And then they're going to pitch for the 18th game. And listen, as fans, I'm sure everyone's going, oh, we'd love another week. But you have to understand the quality of football is just going to go down. Right now, you don't have 32 good teams in the NFL. You don't have 32 quarterbacks. The more games you play, the closer you're going to get to the, the NBA or Major League Baseball. Nobody watches the regular season in the NBA anymore, guys. The only person that I, I turn the NBA on to watch Chuck and Shaq. That's it. The game's on. If I know it's on TNT at halftime, I'll watch them. People don't watch it because there's 82 games. They just start an in-season tournament because Adam Silver, who's the best commissioner in sports, said, listen, guys, nobody cares about the NBA. We got to do something. Nobody watches our 82 games. They just watch the playoffs. TV contracts are coming up. We need to make more money. Major League Baseball has the same problem. How do we increase? If you continue to dilute the product, the product is not going to be as good. But in the short term, these guys don't care. It's literally how much more can we make? So just be aware. Like you have to vote with your eyes. You have to write in. And if, if you do care about this stuff, then make us think about it. Get on Twitter, complain about it because you're ruining the game that all of us grew up with. Patrick Ricard's block is not, that's football. DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift lowering his shoulder is football. Michael Pittman getting hit going across the middle with somebody's shoulder, not the crown of his helmet, his shoulder is football. And don't tell us because you made a rule, even if the rule's nonsense we're just going to call it that way because you just made a rule or made a rule a long time ago about neutral zone infractions and the green bay packers got called twice on it for doing the exact same thing this weekend for doing the exact same thing that the philadelphia eagles and many other teams have done hundreds of times the exact same way with the exact same discrepancies against the exact same rule 
So all anybody is looking for is some consistency. And the worst thing the NFL could have done is made a joke about scripting the, the, the season. Not because anybody really thinks it's true, but because everybody does believe that, that puts any time to think about it, that there are teams that the NFL wants in the playoffs because their markets are bigger, that there are teams and owners that have more influence than others, that if there's an opportunity to put, I don't know, put the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, they're going to get some op opportunities if the other option is like, I pick a small pick a smaller market team. New Orleans, for example, like they're going to try to like dollars and cents matter. Let's just not act like they don't. The thing that's getting a little bit egregious is the money's so high now. What are we trying to prove? Let's let's protect the product. Let's protect the product. If something's not safe, that's fine. Remember, this isn't a safe sport. These guys get paid. I got paid because you understand the risks that are that are that come along with playing a dangerous, violent sport. I'm not saying we have to make it more violent, but I certainly don't know if we need to make it less violent. And I certainly don't know that, for example, hitting high versus taking your knee out or calling every play without without being able to review it under, you know, under some maybe more objective eyes instead of seeing things live. Not having those opportunities and just shelving them summarily while you're calling offsides on the on the tush push stuff is just bad practice. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look honest to the fans. And it certainly is not resonating with the players. So that's my soapbox moment. If you enjoy the show, guys, hit me up, Michael 68 on Twitter, Process to Perform on Instagram. Please subscribe, like, rate, and review this on uh, Process to Perform channel on YouTube. We will come out with a preview show. And I got to be honest with you, I don't know if I know who they're playing right now. I wish I could find out before the music hits. No, nope, I was wrong. I guess we'll see. All right, guys. Thanks for playing. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.